You're listening to Malta Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Pertinence uh, punctuated and uh, Sheikh Shreya Maida. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, yes, uh, tell me, how are you doing this fine, uh, beautiful uh, evening, uh, Ya Sheikh? Wa alaikum wassalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my brother Shafat Ahmed Khan and all the listeners of Markaz al-Sahaba. Uh, the voice of Alu Sunnah wal Jama'a. Alhamdulillah, what a beautiful evening. Allah is still taking care of us. And uh, yes, it's those times, Shaf, where we need to warn our Ummah to say if you've got nothing to do outside, just stay in, indoors is better for you than going around aimlessly. People are getting their phones snatched away from them. Uh, people are getting their wallets and everything stolen from them. So just be uh, be careful when you do things today in today's time. Most especially that now is coming towards Christmas season and New Year. And with that uh, effect of uh, COVID lo- uh, lockdown and then the unrest and all other issues that came in as floods and that uh, blowing hot air, you know, things haven't been good economically in this part of the world. So we better be careful. Do not expose of your assets where you are actually going to attract some kind of temp- temptation. Just be as uh, humble as you can be. So you know you're not actually attracting someone necessary attention to yourself, Shaf. Topic uh, this evening has to do with ethics and, you know, what makes the ethics of Islam important. You know, each ethics uh, plays an important part in Islam in that it protects uh, our pure uh, belief. And, you know, it centers around uh, many things. You know, we study our Quran, we study our Hadith, we study our jurisprudence, we study all these things. And the survival uh, concept of all this, uh, you know, it it puts us on the straight and narrow. And on one hand, it makes us uh, face others who question us with so much of confidence. And on the other hand, it must uh, be in a believer to go and learn and to empower themselves with the eyes. Rabbi Zidni. Ilma, O oh Allah, increase me in knowledge and ethics of Islam. When I look at you, you are you know, endowed with it. You're someone that inspires me. When I watch you talk to uh, many people and I feel so proud, I say, hey, hey there's my Sheikh speaking the equivalent of Arabic. You know, he said, Kul, say, Hatu, bring Burhanakum, your proof in Kuntum Sadiqeen if you are proof, uh, truthful. And you know, the equivalence of speaking the Arabic with its English meaning, what an impact, what a power it has. But sadly, many are lacking that. Uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida, talking about ethics of Islam, what goes uh, through your mind, uh, Ya Sheikh? You know, Shaf, it's always when you talk about ethics of Islam, I mean, it's very simple. We start with the basics of it, where Allah Ta'ala says, Allah wa Rasul, you obey your Allah and you obey your Nabi that Allah sent to guide you as a guideline, as a teacher that is going there to actually teach you and show you on how to do things. That is where the whole um, moral compass of Islam starts from. Because once you obey Allah Ta'ala and you obey his Rasul, then definitely in line to go back and educate yourself in understanding what is required of you to live as a as a normal and uh, a proper and true believer in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because all the teachings are there. You know, man ata al-rasul faqad ata Allah whosoever obeys the teaching of Nabi Muhammad definitely is in line in obedience of his creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
and then even Allah has brought forward to say Rasulillahi hasana. I have given you a role model which is Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam in uh, in terms of ethics and any moral compass that you're looking forward to have look into Nabi sallallahu and then once you learn from there and understand then you not have you not have any issues and remember where there's five, six people, two people, they always be as squabbles and arguments. And uh, Allah has mentioned to us, making very easy, that if you do have any uh, issues among us two, you know, you need to go back to Allah and his Rasul to get the guidance. Is there indeed? And you know, when you look at uh, the models and you look at the uh, ethical teachings of Islam, uh, they in uh, Sheikh Shoy Maida, they include uh, kindness. Yeah, I can hear your people. Sheikh Shoy Maida is a astute businessman, also. You could hear, yeah, one of the people talking to him there is an international business. Are you all right, Sheikh Shoy Maida? It's not an international business call, eh? Gigi, no, Chef, I'm all right. It's just some mix up in network. Muff. All right, no problem. Oh, it's a network thing. And, uh, you know, we talk about uh, the moral and ethical teachings of Islam. And, you know, thinking aloud, they include uh, kindness to people and animals, charity, forgiveness, honesty, patience, justice, respecting parents and elders, keeping promises and controlling one's anger, love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and uh, those uh, that, uh, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala love the love of our beloved Nabi Muhammad uh, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let us send the rood upon Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and also uh, loving the believers. You know, if you look at that uh, moral and ethical teaching of Islam, can they be any better, Sheikh Shoyimada? They can never be. Talk to us, Sheikh Shoyimada. Talk to us. You know, Shaf, uh, they can never be anything better than... Uh... You know, the moral compass that Islam has set forth for the entire humanity. You know, um, on this uh, position, I'm not actually choosing to on the Muslim nation, but I'm saying for the entire humanity, because Islam has taught us to be the best of the religions where you teach people through actually uh, your characteristics that you have. You know, Nabi Sallallahu said, akhlaq. I have been sent to perfect uh, the character of the uh, human race. So otherwise, if you follow him, if you follow his teachings, definitely there won't be any uh, misfortunes befalling upon us. You remember Lauta said, you know, when it comes to misfortune falling up upon us, it's because of our own doings. If we do wrong, definitely Lauta meets us with a misfortune so that we come back and regroup and understand that we've done is wrong. When we go back and repent us before Lauta, then we start again afresh of doing things right. So in this case, if you follow any other religion besides Islam, or if you leave the deen of Allah, which is Islam for another religion, definitely there's no way out for you when it comes to Qiyamah, because Islam, Shaf, has given us the best. You talk about uh, uh, mathematics, you talk about uh, business, you talk about history, you talk about uh, uh, anything you like to talk about, whether it's uh, industry, Three, as uh, you know, building communities, uh, capacity building, we may call it all that Islam has given us and how we conduct all those things. You know, the Quran is full of information, biology, history, English, mathematics, everything is there. 
you know, how to treat your, your parents, how to live in your com- community and your society, how to be a true believer, all that stuff we got in the Quran al Karim. And the only problem is that we Muslims, we actually uh, run, we're running away from our reality that we have, which is the Quran al Karim. The moment we do not uh, read the Quran with understanding, Shaf, and know that it is a book of guidance, giving us guidelines every day, then we have a major problem. But the moment we understand that the Quran is instruction book, definitely, Shaf, every day you read something that you was doing that was wrong, and you correct it. And every day when you're reading, you find something that you've been doing, and yet it's a correct thing to do, and you didn't know about it, but once you read it, you find it. So definitely, Shaf, in our Nabi Sallam, there is uh, the best role model when it comes to moral compass, and when it comes to the uh, ethics of our deen, we need to follow him. Because if we do not follow him, uh, definitely, uh, we're going towards the wrong direction, Shaf. In Islam, you know, ethics have uh, two dimensions. First, the ethics towards Allah, our creator and sustainer and our provider. And, you know, a Muslim has to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and has to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala implicitly, has to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in such a manner that he can feel the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When he makes obeisance to, the, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he can feel Allah so close to him. The proximity is just there. Allah is right there and he will be too fearful of uh, disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the second is, uh, you know, ethics towards others, as we are saying, a Muslim uh, business person has to deal ethically with others by maintaining good treatment and good relationship. And also, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida, you know, the non-Muslims are looking at Muslims today, not by reading their books or reading about Islam, but by judging us uh, how we react towards them, how we uh, conduct our business towards them, how we behave uh, without our, with our family members and so forth. And uh, sometimes, you know, they're so impressed with our behavior and uh, the way we uh, <coughs> uh, react in public that they themselves will come up to us and say, you know what, I want to be a Muslim. So, you know, our ethics uh, should be attracting others of other faiths uh, towards the deen. Uh, your thoughts, uh, Sheikh Shreem Maida? You know, Shaf, it's exactly what uh, what it is, Shaf. Uh, you know, Allah says, وَكُنْتُمْ khaira ummah." I mean, that's not a joke. And Lao Tasi is the best nation, the best uh, generation that I've created. You know, talking about all the religions that came in the, gen- uh, you know, generation of all those. The best one is the one uh, that we are in of one be Muhammad with one good so purpose, that we enjoin what is good and forbid what is wrong. And definitely people will look into us in every aspect of life. If we do good, you see them clapping as they're coming to say, hey, I would like to be a Muslim. Like to give a good example, Shaf, during the time of, uh, uh, of floods, you know, the amount of help that came from a minority in this country, you know, actually helping out the masses, uh, which are not Muslims, was from the Muslim community. And uh, this is one of the times that even people in the areas where they've never known Islam is the time they've seen, oh, okay, these are Muslims. So you mean this is the religion that is teaching them. Definitely this is what we do as Muslims. We're supposed to be doing that. And also on the other hand, Shaf, if we do wrong, then I mean, you must remember, it's like uh, uh, we're living in a glass house. So when you live in a glass house, you must never throw stones. So we are in the glass house. The moment you start throwing stones, then stones, then it's a problem. Everybody can crack our mirrors and 
get us exposed. So if we do wrong, if a Muslim gets involved in a wrongdoing with a non-Muslim, the first name to come out there will be the Muslim's name because simply that's the moral direction of the human uh, race. Muslims should be the moral compass. And if the moral compass is the one that is involved in indulging wrong, definitely that's the first name that comes up. So you can never look back and say, hey, look at them, you know, they're picking and choosing, you know, when it's Muslim, that's when they start talking enough you know, they're talking because he's a Muslim. If he wasn't a Muslim, we're not going to talk to talk too much. Yes, of course, if it wasn't a Muslim, it is normal for them to be doing wrong. But for Muslims, you are built to be doing good and to be enjoining people uh, to do good and to not to be a company of doing wrong. So this went on the right time, and the people have picked up and chosen that the Muslim shouldn't be there. That's why the name comes first. This tells you that the whole world is watching at you. The whole world is watching at me how we behave ourselves, how we conduct ourselves, how we run our state of affairs. That all should be actually uh, taken into consideration that everybody is seeing us, and which is the greatest part of a moral compass, uh, greatest uh, part of our moral ethics as Muslims, where it falls under the category of ihsan, you know, righteousness, where Nabi Sallallahu has described it as uh, you worship Allah as if you can see him with your own eyes. So in other ways, if you feel you can see Allah, you'd be ashamed to do any wrongdoing. If you do not see Allah, which is the reality that you and I cannot see Allah, but we must have firm yakin in our hearts to say that Allah can see Yes. And if you have that firm belief, you wake up in the morning and you start your day knowing Allah is watching and Allah is seeing whatever I'm doing. Definitely, you have to pull up some stops in wrongdoings because, you know, my Allah, my Mary Allah is watching me. How can I disgrace myself in the eyes of Allah? How I can do a disgraceful thing while my Creator is seeing me? And then this, uh, my body should have to bear witness one day when Allah is questioning me to say yes. My feet will say, yes, I took him there. And the hands will say, yes, I was part and parcel of touching the wrongdoings. That was there. And the eyes will be, we will say, yes, me, I was guiding, uh, showing where the way is. And the brain will say, yes, me, I was conducting all the operations, how uh, this action should be actually done. And yes, there's no way out. So we need to understand that lies they always seeing us 24-7. Like, no slumber or sleep overtakes him. So if you have the creator that is of that caliber, that does not uh, sleep or no slumber overtakes him. So it means for us who goes to sleep and wake up, we must be very careful when we wake up. How we do, how we conduct our business, we must be knowing a lot is watching. Even the night when I was fast asleep, is watching. Now that I'm awake, our wife is even watching. So what should I do that should not embarrass myself? And also I mustn't be an embarrassment uh, in the eyes of my creator, Shaf. And uh, continuing with our topics on ethics. And you know, the... Uh... The, 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 this, this framework of ethics underlying our lives on a daily basis, helping us make decisions that create positive impacts and steering us away from unjust unca- uh, outcomes and all. But how fortunate we are, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida, that the five pillars are the core beliefs in our practice. You know, the prayer, salah, alms giving, zakat, fasting, psalm, pilgrimage and so forth. All this, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida, we've got uh, directly from divine decree, unlike uh, those... Uh, Westerners, they keep on writing books upon books to rediscover themselves and to get on an ethical uh, linguistic, uh, linguistic gymnastics. We don't have to go through all that because everything is there. The successful formula is there in the Noble Quran. The successful formula is there in the lifestyle of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And uh, I don't know, you know, the Westerners, they wouldn't want to learn. Why is that so, Sheikh Shoei Maida? 
And Ushav is very simple when it comes to this aspect of life. You must remember in uh, in a world where actually uh, evil rules uh, and actually truth, uh, the, the truth, you have to run uh, parallel lines towards the truth in order for you to earn a living. You know, you must remember Islam teaches justice. You know, if you are, I owe you, I must pay you back what I owe you, and I must bring back whatever belongs to you. So if you all come back to justice, then uh, there's a lot of things that could happen. You know, you find that uh, Israel will not find no place there. It doesn't belong there if you have to come back to justice. You know, they have to go back where they belong, give back the land to the owners. You know, the same, I mean, we couldn't have allowed Americans to come into Iraq, uh, cause chaos and kill Saddam Hussein, go to Libya, cause chaos and kill uh, Muammar Gaddafi. I'm not in support of them. But to a certain extent, they had the countries running well, uh, whereby they provided for the people. Uh, the poor and the needy were taken care of, although not everybody, not 100%, but a big margin of that was taken care of. Today, that uh, uh, we allowed uh, the lives of them to be taken out and bring in some kind of democracy, uh, which is called actually uh, divide and, uh, and rule democracy. Today, those two countries are suffering. We got more poor people in those countries than they were at that time before. So it just tells you, Shaf, that you know they know they know that Islam is a true religion, and the Quran is a true guideline, and the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu is actually the true leader that allowed our deeds sent to the universe to actually guide mankind and take them from out out of darkness into light. And you must remember, he is one only uh, messenger that Allah sent who is unlettered in the sense he never went to school where you can say he's actually is a product of Al Falah College or. Of, University of whatsoever in point where he came from. But all that came for him was actually the knowledge that that was when a lot of was So he tells you where he comes from. So there is no any corrupt uh, information that was given to him actually to be dished out to mankind. All information that was said to was pure information. Remember, it's coming from Lauta through Jibril. Remember, it's coming from me and passing it over to you. You pass it over to the next person. The next person passes over somewhere. Where in between all these lines, there's some words that have been taken from there. Some are being added to the conversation that was made. So this was pure, true, and straightforward conversation that was meant for human consumption. In other ways, for humankind to be at a good uh, direction, they needed that kind of uh, uh, information. They needed that kind of leader who is Nabi Muhammad Sallam, whereby there's no superiority of uh, Arabs over in an Arab. You look at that. An Arab is never superior, to, superior over any other uh, creation of Allah and the only one that's superior is the one that attaches them to themselves uh, firmly to Allah's guidelines which is taqwa that's the only one that can be, can be superior so if you look at this deen of Islam has brought all those lines of creations into one you know formula and the formula is Allah wa Rasul whereby the other ones when you talk about the Europeans and the rest is we, us, and us, whereby, you know, uh, the blacks, uh, Indians, Chinese, we all classified as blacks. They sit in white that is there. So that tells there's no fairness in all that. I mean, we choose them to call them black, they'll call them black. And also, we choose them to be white, to be white. And yet, in the eyes of Allah, this kind of creation, black, white, and the rest of that, you know, we creation that allows what are made, Peter Arab, so people come to learn to understand uh, one another. You know, that's all. So, you know, if you go back to Islam and learn his ethics, 
things through the Quran al-Kareem and the Sunnah of Nabi Muhammad definitely we can bring we can bring a lot of peace and harmony to this world, Shah. Uh, absolutely, Sheikh Shoem Aida, and you know, we talk about ethics is a branch of a philosophy uh, that is concerned with human conduct and more specifically the behavior of individuals in society. And Alhamdulillah, we in the House of Islam have a morality, we have a ethics that is of par excellence. But then around you, look around you, look around uh, the, the people of this world, especially in our part of the world, you know, what types of ethics do they have? What type of human conduct did they have? Uh, disrespect for people. Uh, you know, maiming, murder, robbery, alcoholism, uh, disrespect, uh, you know, gender-based uh, based violence. And, uh, you know, ethics is a part of a religious belief, a religious uh, system that ensures that its in head, uh, adherence, uh, you know, obey divine decree to its optimum. But here in this country, which is a sea of Christianity, uh, you know, it seems as if there's no ethics, there's no morality, there's no value system. Has uh, the Christian uh, religion failed its people here, yeah, especially in the African context, Shekshwe uh, Maida? You know, of course, when you talk about that, it's definitely that they've failed the masses, you know, in the sense that also ever controlling the churches have turned the synagogues into a, a business platform. It's no more a place of worship where people come and uh, uh, speak to their uh, creator and actually repent from their sins and actually try and get themselves into the right path of mind. But it's a place where actually those in charge actually are collecting money uh, from these people. Some by even uh, using witchcraft, some even using the new technology, showing the people pictures in the church and calling it uh, the angels are flying over the church. It's a night of blessing. So if somebody wants a blessing, they need to pay so much of money. And even uh, if you have to sit next to the actually to the preacher. Uh, in that church, the table where the preacher sitting, you have to pay a certain amount of money. You know, I mean, which tells you that it's all driving and gone so wrong. And because the people are so naive and it's easy to exploit them, you know, they just come with one, two uh, witchcraft miracles. And then the people believe, you know, that nonsense. Look at us uh, in Dino Islam Shop. You don't need to pay anything to stand next to the imam in the masjid when you're performing salah. You know, there's no special demarcated area that this place is, so, is sold for 10,000 runs. If you come to read Salah in this area, there's nothing of that sort. You go there, the first person that comes here stands in the first line, whereby you're supposed to be doing, of which today we are avoiding all that again. You know, you remember it's also on Nabi Sallallahu where he says the best of serfs uh, that men should be sitting is in the forefront. But now we've, cho we've chosen a different direction where we all sit in the masjid. Instead of sitting in the front when you come to Jumeirah, you go sit right on the back seat. We don't know what you're looking for, the back seat. And yet we remain. And uh, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said, the, or the best uh, soft of women is the one at the back, whereby the best for men is in the front. I don't know what you're doing in the ladies' soft. Why sitting in the masjid? You know, these are the kind of concepts, Shaf. We need to start changing slowly but surely and uh, understanding that, you know, this is the best deen. There's no another better deen uh, than the deen of Islam, Shaf. I mean, uh, if you miss on this opportunity where Allah has given us, where you do one good thing, you get equivalent to 10 rewards for one good for one good deed. And if you do wrong, it's equivalent to one wrong. Shaf, it tells you that this deen means serious business for all us, its followers. The business that all of us will have to go to generate any cost because I'll tell you one good deed, you know, 10. And if you do wrong, it becomes one. I mean, if you calculate amount of good deeds that we do and to the wrong ones, you find that the good ones overpowers the wrong ones. So if, if multiply all the good ones by 10, definitely shelf all of us, we do have a good place that is waiting for us in general. But in that, I mean, uh, let's also, as we said, ethics, 
the ethic of going to Jannah faces for us to understand that Salah becomes the key for your entrance to your paradise. So you make sure your Salah is in place. Whether whatsoever good you do, you do charity, you feed the poor, and uh, you do anything that's good, make sure Salah is there so that you have your keys to go to Jannah or else. We end up doing the best of actions and yet no keys for Jannah. And what happens after that? Because there's no veranda. You must remember it's either Jannah or Jahannam. So if you're sitting outside with no key, it means with your good deeds, you stay with them, Jahannam. And yes, ethics are very important in every aspect of our uh, institution. So our deen of Islam, the ethics are the ones that are built on the love of Allah and his Rasul. And thereafter, following this string of rules that have been put forward, inclusive of the fundamental pillars that are there, as you mentioned earlier, uh, that is, which is Salah, uh, I mean, uh, um, Shahada, you know, bearing witness. There's no one worth of worship besides Allah, and that's Salah. And then uh, fasting the month of Ramadan, you know, uh, uh, Hajj and, uh, and Zakah, all that is what we should be actually uh, looking into. But upon that, there's more in other uh, responsibilities that we have, communal and uh, family responsibilities, which are part of the deen. So all that builds us in the terminology that we say Islam is not a religion as other nations call their religions, but Islam becomes a way of life, Shaf. Uh, well said, Sheikh Shoebaida. And you know, you look at uh, examples of ethics, uh, of ethical behaviors in the workplace, includes obeying the company's rule, effective communication, taking responsibility, accountability, professionalism, trust, and mutual respect for your colleagues at work. Uh, you know, these uh, examples of ethical behavior ensures uh, a maximum productivity outwork at uh, an output at the work. And it also, you as a Muslim, uh, uh, you know, that's an employed by that company. The boss looks at you and, you know, in yesteryear, there were these Muslims, they were such uh, diligent workers that they were such honest workers that the uh, European bosses used to look at them and they say, you know what, we need another four or five uh, extra hands uh, to join the company. Do you have a son? Uh, do you have a nephew? Or do you have a family member which you could bring, uh, you know, we could employ to the company? And uh, this was yesteryear, uh, you know, looking at... Uh, those individuals that really excelled at work as Muslims and made an indelible impression on their non-Muslim bosses. And uh, sadly today, if you pick up the newspapers and you see so many people getting caught for fraud and this and that, and sometimes you just see a Muslim name in them. But, you know, we're not judging all, but uh, you, you, you do find that coming through. Uh, have we uh, regressed in that, uh, you know, our ethical behavior is not of that uh, standard, Sheikh uh, Shoemaida? You know, Chef, you know, in addition to what you're saying, you know, if you called me 15 years back and say, Sheikh, I need somebody to work for me, get me some brothers to work for me from Malawi, I'll easily find 10 or 20 or 50 brothers to work for you, you know, just in addition to what you're saying. But today, if you ask me, Sheikh, do you have anybody that tells Chef, no, I don't think I've got anybody. Not that there's nobody, but there's people around, but the behavior and the pattern of living that people have chosen today, Chef, is just uh, it's towards an embarrassment. And you'd be scared sometimes to say, you know, I've referred this person uh, to the people that I know and the people that I love thinking they'll do the best job. They go there and mess up. And what happens? My relationship gets messed up as well because of their behavior. So today, Chef, people have changed for the ways and... Uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, things are just going wrong to the wrong direction at the moment. And actually, people are not thinking as human anymore. You know, it's sad. People are not thinking as human. As you said, a lot of murders 
a mother whose children will be saved by her. The mother, you find the mother murdering her own children. You know, the father, who you're supposed to see the father being a safe haven for her children. You find the father is raping his own daughters. You know, I mean, it's just chaos, Shaf. It's gone so wrong. And I think the answer is there. Islam is the answer, Shaf. You bring back the deen the way, way it was. And we take it back to the people, Shaf. All these kind of uh, uh, behaviors can die away very quick and very fast. But if we don't take back Islam to the people, we keep it for us or simply because we cannot practice upon our deen, then in that way we don't want to preach it to others because we know if we preach it to others, they'll come back and say, but by what you're telling me and what you do is totally different things. So what kind of Islam are you talking about? And uh, because of that, Shav, that's why maybe we're pulling back. But I would say we need to desist and come back to the basics. Because if we do not come back there, you know, definitely Allah is going to embarrass us and humiliate us, just as he did uh, humiliate the Banu Israel in the times, you know, turning people into swines and apes because of behavior, uh, bad behavior. And I'm sure this can also happen to us if we don't actually desist. We do not come back and start enjoying what is good and forbidding what is wrong, Shav. Absolutely, Sheikh Shoemaida, as we are running out of time here. And finally, you know, the thought of, uh, you know, Islam, you look at Islam, uh, you know, when you look at the Quran, when it talks about ethics, and it's all about empowering uh, human beings and giving them the full responsibility of the actions. And uh, this is a message in the Noble Quran where it says every soul will be held responsible for what it has done. Uh, the Quran 7438. And uh, this is the essence of the morality and ethics in Islam. So beautifully said in the uh, Ayat of the Noble Quran, every soul will be held responsible for what it had done. So, you know, how important ethics is in the house of Islam, Sheikh Shoei Maida, perhaps uh, your parting words. You know, definitely, Shah Jazakallah, for this beautiful, actually, uh, piece of uh, work. Uh, uh, mostly the topic that we've chosen, ethics in Islam. I mean, this is the most important topic. We need to be viewing it or reviewing it every day as Muslims. Ethics is the part of key uh, code of conduct that will take us to Jannah. And uh, we have to understand that the basic of that is Atiullah or Atiul Rasul. You will be on land, you obey Nabi Sallallahu And thereafter, a strange of rules, of rules and regulations that has put forward, we learn uh, to adopt one every day that passes by with the intention of adopting all of them and be perfect people. And inshallah, once we do that, we'll see that our lives will change for the better. And even those that uh, around us will look at us a different eye and will respect us in the sense, the moral compass that we have, they'll respect us for that. And once they know they're safe with us, definitely all these issues of crime and the rest of that will not be able to affect us because people know already that we pro uh, unity, we pro peace, you know, we pro people being happy and uh, living a happy life. And that's what we're actually going to advocate as Muslims. So, inshallah, as I said, Jazakallah khair for the show. And once again, Jazakallah for the opportunity. May Allah Ta bless you and your family and bless everybody that is listening to us this evening, inshallah. Wa Jazakumullah khairan, my brother. To you for adding value to this segment of pertinence punctuated and may Allah bless you and your family members too. Inshallah, we'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, sir, people, time for us to go for a break. When we get back, Morana Salim Karim will be joining us on his edition of Marriage and Miscarriage. Yeah, you better stay tuned. Let's go take a break.